I V M. All right, welcome to Shunya One, episode one hundred three. This is continuing my conversations in Sweden while I was with uh, a bunch of uh, entrepreneurs from Stockholm, and of course today we are talking to Ola, who is uh, the founder of a company called Higlo. A very interesting uh, conversation, of course, and uh, again with someone who is uh, based in Stockholm, building something for that market. Uh, which is actually a sharing economy app, and it's an app uh, which I thought was really interesting because it goes against the grain of, you know, uh, every other app which is trying to sell you something and says, uh, which which says buy more stuff and buy more stuff. While here is a founder who's actually done that before, and now is coming in to tell you that you know what we've bought enough stuff, uh, maybe we should share some and reuse it. So. I think that was that was a very interesting conversation, and of course, uh, again, bear with me as I learn how to use uh, our try or try to get the best sound in a public space because that's where this interview was held. Uh, but I think we we I think we had a good conversation, and this should be a very interesting. So on with the show. Ola, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Shunya One podcast. How's it going? Great. For everyone listening in, uh, could you give us a little background about yourself and uh, your startup journey so far, uh, and of course, the what is Eagle? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So my name is Ola Degerfors. I'm a Swedish entrepreneur. Um, I have founded two companies. Uh, the first one, I was a part of it for 14 years. So started up pretty early. It was an e-commerce business with uh, mainly magazines. Um, and three years ago, I founded Hyglo with uh, two other founders. And we're a sharing platform where people share stuff with each other. Could be anything from tools to gardening equipment or electronics or mics for a pod interview, maybe. Wow. Okay. Uh, and you, you were doing a, another platform, an e-commerce platform for... Uh, long 14, time, 14, yeah, 14 years. years. That's a, so, yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, that's quite a that's quite a long journey for the startup. And what was it called? How did it scale? Uh, it was called Tinningskungen. Uh, it was an e-commerce or a marketplace for magazine subscriptions, and it was pretty early days for for e-commerce. It, we founded it in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have any. Uh, investors, or we, we were pretty young, 22 years of age, uh, just trying to figure out how it should work. And, and yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we uh, we both were. I founded with an, with another friend, and we both were a part of it for yeah, 14 years, and it became uh, part of a bigger media group here in Sweden. Wow! And what what during this entire time, uh, and of course leading up to the founding of Iglo, what was your, uh, you know, how did you see, uh, you know, the coming years of your journey? Like, did you, was it challenging? Was it high growth all the time? Was it, uh, it because 14 yeah. years is actually, the, in the internet years is a long time. Yeah, it was a long it's time. multiple phases yeah. of the internet you must have seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so I don't think you can plan for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you could see three to five years ahead or not see, but you could commit to that type of journey, three years right. or five years journey, but 14 years, that's that's just all overwhelming or, or too yeah. long. So I think it was was... All along there were challenges and that made it fun. 
and that's the main reason I think we s- stuck around for so long. It, we grew from, I think we had a, a, a platform uh, turnover about uh, 25 million euro, something like that, wow. um, around 30 employees. So I think there were um, different stages when we were really small, under 10 people, and then we there were things are actually and and that's the case with Higlu right now mm-hmm. the, so we're we're a small team only seven of us mm-hmm. uh, everyone is super committed to the vision and and the leaders uh, leadership role or or skills are not even tested so it's right. it's pretty nice and easy but you have a really hard time getting the uh, finance that you need or finding the customers or get the the marketing or product to work, etc. But then when you're above a certain amount of people, then the leadership is starting to be a bit more challenging. And I think that was an interesting and a a really good phase for for my first startup as well. So we got some some testing of our leadership skills, even if we were still just a pretty small company. I can imagine, but for the scale you mentioned, uh, in 30, 30 people, yeah, is uh, is actually quite smaller, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, it's still a small company, <laughs> but then you will actually have have a lot of employees that are are not only there for the journey or for of the course. vision of the company. Of so, so then you would need to work with uh, with other uh, tools instead, of course, uh, of course, for motivation and for for actually, yeah, yeah. So. From there to uh, Higlu, what is the what made you focus on this uh, area of interest? Yeah, I think I think the uh, uh, I think it was that that actually things are not being used. It felt mm-hmm. like a bit a bit of a waste. We found some data points of how much staff, mainly Swedes, have at home that they actually never. Use. I think worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's just probably worldwide. But yeah, we're all hoarders of yeah. stuff we <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. use, and have a lot of storage where we put them in. So, yeah. so we started to find some of these interesting data points, and um, and it felt like this is this is not the smartest way actually to utilize these things. So, so should we try building a marketplace around this? I mean, the the idea behind Higlo, it's not actually unique it's not ours it's been tested and tried right. before and as in many startups it's a acquisition and timing question and we thought like okay we were we're pretty good team we have experience from from earlier mm-hmm. and the timing it doesn't feel completely wrong mm-hmm. uh, if it's the best timing right now i think that's an impossible question to answer you can you can know if the timing is wrong, if it's too mm-hmm. late or really too early. But mm-hmm. but if you're really in the sweet spot, it's it's hardly the only thing. You don't know whether it's no, the starting no. or ending of the. I, I at least we didn't know, and we don't still don't know how to answer that question. So right. so we decided, yeah, let's give it a shot. And and I know uh, two-sided platforms or peer-to-peer platforms they are super complex. Yeah. Uh, so we thought that this will be a challenge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, a fun one. And um, and along the journey, I think it's it's been even more challenging than we thought, or, or more complex than we than we actually thought to get the, the both side, both the demand and the supply side, to to work on the platform. We knew that one of the sides will always lack behind, mm-hmm. but it's been even to get the insight if 
which side is actually lacking or why or how. That's, that's super complex. So, so that's been a fun part of it. Okay. So uh, tell us about the market a little bit of a platform like this. Right? Yeah, so it's a, it's a general and, and pretty broad platform. So, it, so in, we, we usually say stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's not houses and and it's not real estate, but it's more or less anything else. So it could be a boat or or a, a, a tool or right. or electronics like a drone or a computer. So so it's a, it's a general and broad platform, and and it's a sharing platform. So our users rent out the things mm-hmm. they have at home, but don't always use, mm-hmm. and and people can rent from others. And and there is a physical meetup. So if you would rent a camera from me, we would meet probably at my house. I will hand right. over the camera, etc. So, right. so uh, geographically, it has to be pretty close as well. So, the, so right. the sharing is between yeah two private. So that it works out uh, practically for those yeah in micro micro geographical areas like in okay. And about the Swedish market in general. Uh, and since you've had so much experience in, in the past selling the stuff yeah. to the market, uh, what makes it, so like you said, it's the, you think it's the right time, but what makes it, uh, what are those factors which are telling you that this is working? Yeah, or, uh, so, so, so one question could be if, if Sweden is actually a good market for, for sharing and, 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 and that we are not sure that this is like the perfect place for Hyglo. Mm-hmm. And there are, one reason um, is that we, are, we, are, we have some lack of financial um, initiatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're a pretty wealthy country. That, that could be one reason. We have seen data points from, from other parts that, that, are, that is a factor for, to getting sharing to work. And, and another is that, that the trust level is not super high among others. Mm. Even if crime and other, uh, uh, other parts are low, still trust is not super high. Mm-hmm. And on the positive side, we have, uh, so, so in all types of sharing, trust is important. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, a super easy to use uh, electronic identification system. Uh, and that really helps with the trust. So every user is identified. Uh, it's a s- super smooth onboarding, and they, they both peers know uh, which who one, yeah who, yeah, who are they lending their stuff to, actually. So that's that's a big advantage. Yeah, exactly, and and it's it, it's been due to that, it's been possible to get pretty good um, insurance connected, etc. So so in terms of technical trust, I think uh, Sweden is a really good market, but in terms of culture-wise or, or, or yeah, culture-wise, it's maybe not the best fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as we talked about earlier, uh, sharing is, is needed to be close and, right. and not too many people live in Sweden and actually pretty far from each other. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, so that might be another disadvantage for the market. So, so, but the main reason we started here anyway, I think it's due to the, the technical uh, aspects that we uh, talked about, and actually we're Swedes and we live here, and we started in in uh, just a small area of, of uh, Stockholm, and like okay, let's test it here, super super micro, just talk to the neighbors, etc. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's also main reason why we actually uh, founded it in Sweden. And what is your vision for 
you know it becoming big like if if this starts working at scale yeah. what yeah. is what do you see as your uh, big challenge maybe yeah. uh, to yeah, scale so, it up? so our our main our main uh, vision is to reduce consumption in and in and to to able to be able to do that we really need to to scale it um, and and as of now we we are we're located in Sweden and Norway and and we see that the main factors that drives the platform as of today is is uh, environmental or sustainability yeah. reasons yeah. and a trend of that people want access and not ownership but yeah. both both these trend trends are pretty early on so so it, it drives growth but we haven't really been able to to hack that growth yet so we we don't see uh, so much efficiency in our marketing uh, etc so fully understanding how could we actually um, get a higher efficiency in our marketing or how could we actually hack so we don't just grow with these two trends that we actually could you also build your own uh, hook. Yeah, exactly. Into the, exactly. Into so, and that's that's another. These are details, but they are complex for us. So, another another thing we have seen that usually rating, uh, both if they rate the platform or each other or any general feedback that we get on the platform, mm -hmm. is usually super positive, and happy users usually mean that they come back. But right. we don't really see that. Right. So. Uh, they tend to stick in a category. So if they have rented a camera for a wedding, uh, they might think of Hyglo next time they get married or when they get a child, but it's not that often. So, mm. and But we can't really get them to think of us when they need a tent for a hiking mm. or, or a tool for fixing something at home. So they mm. tend to stick in, in one category. And we, so, so, so even... Even if the usual story is, yeah, I, I really like your idea, it's a super great idea, I will definitely use you, use you guys, uh, uh, they really don't. Uh -huh. So it's, an, it's a, some sort of gap between intention and action, and, mm -hmm. and, and trying to close that gap is, is one of the main areas where we're focusing right now. Wow. But just to touch upon the point of sustainability, since, of course, we are here, at Norken, yeah. and uh, you know the, the the fact about impact entrepreneurship has uh, is this is this theme. Uh, how big is that for your personal motivation for yeah. building something like this? I, I think when we it's it's only been a three year journey so far, but at the very start, it was more the feeling of that this is not smart, this is not really a utilized resource. This we should could do this in a better way mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, sustainability part wasn't that big at that first point but as soon as you read and you learn more mm. the interest grows and, and uh, as of now it's uh, it's like the guiding star or the most important thing and, and, and it's really important for motiv motivation both for me and the rest of the team as well so, yeah. so we talk a lot about it um, and in our uh, in our business and the setup we have, we're a, um, we're a profit organization or, or a company. So we have uh, we have investors. We have Norwegian, uh, who's an impact investor, but we also have other investors that are more of the normal investor right. types. Right. Uh, so so 
uh, we aim for profit, but we don't see that as a problem towards our impact. So every transaction that we have on the platform is actually uh, reducing consumption, and, right. and the more we could scale that, the, the better, the more effect we could have on, on consumption. So uh, as a tangential uh, side of this uh, this question, uh, when people talk about reducing consumption, they also worry about the economy being affected. Yeah. Uh, and you've, again, I'm just taking the example, you were on the other side of uh, commerce. Yeah. In that sense, you were getting people to buy more. Now you're getting people to buy less. Less, yeah. So uh, how is that perceived and how is the market for that in general? Uh, do you see Do you see the corporations uh, not trying to promote this or is there I mean, pushback? One, yeah. <laughs> no, actually one like unofficial uh, milestone that we have is is when we see a debate article or or someone try to talk us or 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 sharing down but as of now they don't see us as a real threat so it's still too small to be seen as a real threat so if we yeah. would talk to to a big uh, reseller of tools uh, they would say yeah we would like a meeting uh, you probably have some interesting insights let's meet up so so yeah. they still think we're we're this cute, new, trendy company <laughs> and not really a threat to them. Uh, so, so that would be an actually a milestone when we, we see a pushback or someone tries to tries to uh, yeah. Yeah, sell the story or tell the story that this is actually bad or insecure or uh, right. whatever angle they could actually made up, make up. Right. But I think the, the sharing economy definitely is... is is on a is a trend which is real now uh, i mean maybe it started with uber or it started with yeah know, exactly the most common examples that we do but now yeah it's and, become the, and the debate has been has been around with with sharing when it comes to uber and and gig economy platforms and so far uh, sharing of of stuff hasn't been that controversial so most right. people are, are actually um yeah, they, they actually see it pretty positive. So we haven't really seen any debates or that, that anyone thinks that this is super complex or, or, or a really bad trend. Right. As, as, a, you know, as a grand vision, what do you see, uh, uh, how do you see this scaling outside of, let's say, Sweden and what kind of challenges do you anticipate there? Are cultures different in every country and every kind of cultures that do you see that as a possibility of something that might yeah uh, so yeah so the i think the technology and the platform would probably scale pretty pretty yeah, easily and good yeah. uh, but the culture and and the the um, sharing being really close or geographically close to one another uh, that means that we more or less have to move from city or area to area, and, and that will be that will be sh uh, challenging. So it's not it's not common that someone rents uh, that comes from Spain or other any other country and rents a bike here in mm -hmm. Stockholm. It's usually uh, usually local citizens yeah. that that share with each other. Uh, so that means that we have to more or less move from from area to area. Right, um, and I think that will be the challenging part, and then culture will will actually be um, be a challenge for us in every every step we take, and and it's it's usually not a problem for us when something goes 
uh, really bad, like someone breaks something that they have rented. Oh. We, we have an insurance, we have routines to handle that. Mm -hmm. And that would probably be the same way in another country or in another market. So we, we're not super worried about that. Mm -hmm. But setting expectations could be a bit harder. Like, okay, if you rent a, a sanding machine or a sanding tool from me, are you supposed to clean it before you mm. return it? Uh, uh, how, are, are you supposed, or with the camera, do you need to tell me as a as a renter what types of photos you're going to take with it? Yeah. Uh, what's what are the yeah. actual um, expectations with it right. with this uh, transaction? Right. And I think that will become uh, different in different cultures, and we need to handle that differently mm -hmm. and yes. and help and support that so the threshold won't be as high. Anyone knows how to go to a store and, and buy, buy something, exactly. yeah, and, and it, that transaction looks more or less the same all over the world. But, right. but here we need to educate our users how is, how is this transaction being right. done and, and what do you need to do and not do. So how do you see the, again, I'm just out of the blue, how do you see the competition with other, uh, not sharing platforms, but like used reselling platforms like where like the classifieds or the you know yeah, apps exactly. which are just about buying and selling used items yeah exactly yeah so so we see uh, we see them as uh, uh, as a partners we really need so uh, in in a bigger pr perspective you could talk about circle economy and not just sharing and and re reusing items will be right. a part of that and, and to get people to change their consumer behavior, um, we need to partner up to be able to do that. And then we need a classified website. We, we hopefully can get some wholesale company on board, etc., etc. And if, if, if we could uh, talk about the same problem from different angles, I, would, I think that will help move the needle in, in if we should do it all by ourselves, it will be much harder and takes mm. takes longer time. So, so we have a cooperation with the biggest classified website here in in Sweden, and we're yeah friends of them. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, yeah. All right. Uh, as a last uh, shout out, what do you uh, do you want to tell uh, our listeners? Uh, what kind of where to send some feedback? Do you have a Twitter handle or? Yeah, Instagram so yeah, yeah, we both have uh, we're on all social platforms. Just check out Huglo. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would be interesting. So I know you have listening listeners all over the world, so it would be interesting to get some feedback just on the name. Yeah. What, uh, what do they think about it? Do they do, do, do they get any uh, what is the, we should have started with that? What yeah. is the no, so thing it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's a part of a playing with words, so it means roughly friendly. Ah. But it's a slang of, of being friendly, uh, okay. a Swedish word from the 60s, I think. Okay. Uh, so, I think so, it's yeah. a cool name. Yeah. It sounds, it's catchy. For, uh, that's the feedback I got. I mean, when I heard it yeah. first, it sounds catchy. Ah, nice. Easy to say, easy to remember. Yeah, yeah so. but that would be super interesting to get some more feedback on that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ola, thank you so much for uh, doing this. Uh, I think it was a great conversation. And of course, uh, if uh, Iglo comes uh, to other parts of the world, especially like a place like India, again, where uh, sharing uh, different challenges, I think yeah. trust is a much bigger challenge of who you don't know. There's more than a billion people, so uh, difficult to exactly know who the other yeah. person is. But 
I'm sure uh, globally we will uh, this the team of sharing will solve for a lot of the things which uh, we're which you're also trying to solve. Yeah, for. yeah, we have seen that that sharing platforms are really scaling in in India, for example. So any yeah. insights that you might have or or a warm welcome when we're uh, brave enough to to make that move. Great, thank cool. you, thank you so much for the time and thank you for the conversation. Thank you. Thank you.